Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode. And I am joined once again by my previous guest, if you listened to the last episode, Brian Sona. Brian, thank you for being here again. Oh my God, books. I hate books. <laughs> Why are we talking about books? <laughs> because there's something that's very important to me. And I, no matter who you are, whether you like reading or don't, I want to know why. So we'll just jump right into it. Do you like to read? So I'm guessing now. I like to read. It's just, <laughs> it depends on what it is. <laughs> I like to read tweets these mm. days. Um, I like to read, I don't read a lot of news articles and, you know, market updates usually come in the form of like a big PDF document. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what I really like to read? Obituaries. Um, I literally have an Instagram page that that's all they post. And I honestly go there to just look through their feed. Because they're like so heartwarming because it's so lovely that you're remembering this person or... It's a very morbid answer to some degree. You know, it, it kind of is. And I guess, you know, one of those things where it's like, like, why do I read them? I don't know. I think the page, the way this specific page does it is they kind of arrange the words in a certain way where I'm just like, wow, that's, I guess to me, the way the words are arranged, that's really what's getting me there. Yeah. Mm. It's like wordplay almost. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I love lyrics. I actually read lyrics um, just to kind of figure out like how they were structured or, you know, whatever, three bar, four bar kind of thing. Um, what else do I like? I do, I do like reading books. You know, honestly, I just, I've never like gotten into the stage of reading um you know, like, like fictional books, I would say, you know, when I look through the books on my iPhone, for example, um, <laughs> you know, most of these books, they're not like these, these not storytelling books. They all seem to be like, they're, um, you know, fiction. most of these books are like, yeah, they're like teaching me something. Most of the things I end up reading, uh, I hate to put them in a sub self help category but they all kind of seem to point there I know I've I've had that discussion with guests on here before and friends where it's like that self-help category has such a bad connotation to it but there is I don't know we should call it something else like enlightenment category or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know something like that would be interesting but that's yeah. interesting do you because I know we talked a little bit about this in the previous episode you like audios and like listening to things do you listen to audiobooks at all oh yeah i love audiobooks okay yeah audiobooks i think sometimes if i'm not 
calm enough, right? Like if I don't have, if, if my day is pretty busy, um, you know, I, I really sometimes find it hard to sit and like read through a book, but I could have a busy day, go sit at the park and just listen to an audio book for like 30 to 45 minutes straight. And I'm actually, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm like understanding what the book is saying when I'm reading I have to be honest and admit this. Sometimes when I read, let's say I'm I'm reading, it's been 20 minutes. Everything is good. Maybe when I get to 30 minutes, I'm like, I got to go back and read that last paragraph again. Maybe I missed something there. Mm -hmm. I don't do that when I'm listening to an audio book. So yeah. I think it's also, you know, it's it to me, the book comes into play. Um, like really when I've like, devoted it to myself that like I'm it's, I'm not doing anything I'm completely relaxing or decompressing or just using this time you know to read this yeah. book yeah. yeah so that's interesting and so if you were to decide to like pick up a book tomorrow would you still do the enlightenment self-help category or would you pick something else like if you had to pick another category let's say I like to read things that are funny. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I might I might look for a book that's like I, I would want it to make me laugh, for example. So like like when you first asked me that, I honestly wanted to say like a comic book. Mm. <laughs> um because I find them entertaining. Yeah. Um and they also have pictures and um, mm -hmm. um so it kind of makes person. it a little bit more it makes it more visually like yeah enticing to me to like get it um mm -hmm. so if I was to randomly go to the to library tomorrow you know I'll be also honest to say that sometimes sometimes it's not the sometimes it's not the book sometimes it may have been what I've heard about the book mm -hmm. um you know like I keep hearing people people keep saying I should read um something called like how to like un yourself um so like because for example i've heard that a couple of times now if i walked in somewhere and i saw that title i'd probably mm -hmm. be like oh yeah all right let me go check that out yeah you know, now that somebody suggested it a bunch yeah Interesting. so um and also book covers like i'm sometimes mm -hmm. i'm literally like pulled into the book by the book cover um, yeah. the color that it is, you know, like the font, that kind of thing. They um, say don't yeah, judge a book by its cover, but. Here I am, you know, I, I mean, I'm not judging it, but I'm willing to give it a try, you know, yeah. judging it, you yeah. know? No, but I think that matters. Like, I think, I mean, it's a whole marketing and like getting people interested in it. Right. But I think that that really is important and matters. And there are certain like, in all honesty, if a book has like a real person on the cover, like, you know, those, those like romance novels that people talk about that have like yeah. a real Fabio character on the, like, I don't love books with real people on the covers, unless it's obviously a, a biography. Or okay, but okay. For fiction wise, like, I don't really like that. I feel like it takes away from the creativity that I'm going to have in my mind when I'm thinking of what the character looks like or the situation. And I also think the, beautiful fun mm. intricate designs I find really interesting and I think can tell a lot about the story beyond just like the person that yeah yeah it's in 
So I like judging a book by its cover sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Not, not, you don't mean it in a bad way at all, you know? No. And you as a creative person and artistic and, you know, loving photography and art in that way, I could see you. That makes sense. Like, of course you would be drawn to certain art. Yeah. Like biographies, for example, I think I love those, mm-hmm. right? Because generally, if I love someone's work or something they've done, or, you know, maybe if they're an influential person, I wanted to like learn more of the things they've done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that also gives me like a reason to like want to know that person or yeah. know more, you know, outside of yeah. what I remember in, I guess, I don't know if this is middle school or high school. But, you know, I, I used to listen to a lot of 50 Cent music. <laughs> and I, I say that just because it's like a lot. Like I listen to it a lot. And I remember he released a book, a book called Pieces of Weight. And at the time, to be honest with you, I can't, I can't really remember, you know, going to look for books, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever the reason was. But here I am like, okay, because I, I listen to this artist and I know that, you know, they're releasing a book. I'm like willing to go read that book, right? Like why, you know? Yep. And it was really just because like in the future, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, it's really just because I was like, maybe I liked what this person was doing that I was willing to like, sure, the music was one way, right? But I thought, wow, if this person makes music that I like, maybe they're going to make a book that I like, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like what made me go, go get that book. And I can, you know, mm-hmm. I read it because I like the stories. I was invested in the stories and the life or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, how that looked. Um, but that, that, those are some of the reasons generally why I'm like, I would be drawn to a book. Yeah. I also like that a lot of um, biographies or autobiographies are read aloud by the person so like Michelle Obama reads hers and that's how I read her book was I listened to her tell that or my mom loved Trevor Noah's book because he read it and he's a comedian so like there's so much in just the way he tells his story that's comedic that's funny that's and I think that that's also a big part of why I would listen to people's biographies or like autobiographies over reading them because you do you get a sense of that person and like you said with why you would buy 50 cents book like if he read it aloud too that would also make you more interested right so yeah yeah and is there any book that you really liked when you were a kid um you know honestly not that I can really remember I don't know if it's just you know me being an adult and just like not really having this vivid memory um of like books and like things like that but when I was a kid, really what I mostly remember um, as far as like reading is concerned is, you know, we did a lot of plays. So we would do a lot of, you know, like maybe Shakespeare, for example, you know, you would, mm-hmm. you would read it, but really, I guess I was reading it to memorize it. So when I had to do my lines, I'd be able to do my lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like when I think about it that way, that, that, that's the most I remember um but you know you've actually given this is a good question that I feel like I'm gonna ask my mom you know I think um, I think my mom yeah. may be able to kind of surprise me and and give me like yeah you really love this book this yeah. book, but for whatever reason you know my brain is like yeah. focusing on all the other ones you yeah. know what I mean yeah. yeah 
And I think a lot of times, like, I remember, I mean, I liked reading as a kid, but when I asked people, a lot of them say the books that they read in school as a kid. And I think because growing up, that's such a big part of our schooling is reading and learning to read, et cetera. That those are the books that you remember the most or that had an impact on you, whether you liked it or not, versus any books that you picked up by yourself and were interested in reading. Yeah. And yeah. so usually it's like, oh, Catcher in the Rye, I remember the most as a kid. Um, and by kid, I mean like high school or, you know, whatever book you read as a young, young kid, like mm. you know, series series of unfortunate events or something like, I don't know. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those, you know, I just, I feel like I just always, most, most of the books that I always remember liking, they're always books that were just, I, I don't want to say geographical, but, you know, there, there were, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't want to call it the word that we just created for this type of books. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there were, it was like, textbooks right mm -hmm. like you never you know like when I came when I started doing school here and you know walking around with these textbooks like I didn't necessarily read <laughs> those textbooks the way I did when I was um you know going to school in Cameroon mm -hmm. not sure why that is um I think maybe because you know, back there, generally, it's not as many books as you have here. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's all, you know, I had to read. And that's why I did read it. And maybe here, the reason why I don't read is because there's just maybe too many things to read. <laughs> that it's like, where am I going to start, you know? Mm -hmm. um, oh, I have yeah, a no, list these... for you. Say it again? I have a list for you. I could <laughs> get you started. Yeah, I bet you do. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just these are really. I'm glad that we're talking about this, and this is another reason why you know I actually agreed to do this because I was af I was afraid to do it. I was afraid to do it because I thought, well, shit, I don't read a lot of books. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you know, I actually thought I'm gonna try to read a book before I get on here. Um, and you know, it was kind of a, a joke of mine, but. And then I just realized that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to leave this conversation probably with a different idea of books as I came into it. But that was the main reason, honestly, I why so. I was like, I'm going to be open to this. Well, it's funny that you say that because immediately when you joined and I asked, do you like to read? You didn't go into like, immediately like I don't like books but you were like I like to read tweets I like to read news articles I like to read this and that's kind of the first time somebody has been on here and talked about reading in terms of something other than a book or I mean people have come on and talked about graphic novels or you know fan fiction or whatever it is that they read but um it was interesting to hear you list like all those other things because I don't usually talk about it but it's true that's why I ask people, regardless of whether you read books or not, because reading in any way, shape, or form is so prominent in everybody's life. Everybody reads yeah. or hopes yeah. to or tries to or learns to. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, blogs were a big one for me, too. I was um, in high school. I really loved the blogs. Um, 
And I really loved, like, I remember there was something called Zanga, um, which was kind of like MySpace, I guess. But, you know, people would make the, you know, I guess back in those times where you were more like reading, I guess that's more like reading like a diary or something like someone's mm -hmm. personal, whatever they're going through. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, that eventually morphed into like blogging. And I had remember I started blogging and I was blogging about, um, you know, at the time it was <laughs> sneakers, um, music, of course talking about my photography of course and then like films like movies you know mm -hmm. loved reading um any type of content that would like either expose me to something new or mm -hmm. it may give me something deeper about like you know like why do you think they ended um the count of monte cristo for example which is like one of my favorite movies why why did it end that way why did a writer choose like reading some of these takes it's mm -hmm. exciting to me because it's like Oh, this it could have gone like so many different places, you know. But yeah. ultimately, yeah. the director was like, "This yeah. is what I'm doing, and this is what's happening," you know. Yeah. So yeah, those those are, I guess, I've always looked at reading, like, you know, it's like sometimes when I tell people I I, I listen to audiobooks, I think in their brain it's like, I'm not reading. But in my brain, it, to me, it's like it's still a form of reading. I might not read yeah. it like page for page, but it's still the act, I believe, at least yeah. just in a different way. It's still those words that are on the page. They're just being read yeah. aloud to you. And yeah. it's funny that you say The Count of Monte Cristo because it's a book. And yeah. And it's one it's of supposed my favorite to be like a really, really, really long and good book. It's one of my sister's favorites, I think. I'm not oh, mistaken. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny because one of my favorite classes that I ever took in college was a film and literature class. And we did. We read a book or we read snippets of a book and then we watched the film adaptation. And you got to look at both of them. Why did the author do, do this? Why did the director or actors then do this for... Like, and you just analyze both of them and it was so cool. And then at the end, you had to pick a book yourself. I picked Lord of the Flies, which is one of my favorite books. And I analyzed the movie and the book and, you know, what you could see for each and how it was filmed and why it was filmed the way it was. And it was really cool. And I always thought that was very interesting. And I think taking a look at the books that are transitioned into movies in you know, TV shows and stuff and analyzing why things are done the way that they are is really cool. I always enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I, I always, I always found it fascinating um, that there was, there was a difference between the two um, that sometimes, you know, the way the book ended, it's not the way the movie, for example, like went, you know, yeah. I remember and I used to ask my it, mom. I was just saying it disappoints the readers. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was going to say Sometimes it, it, it works the other way, too, because I, I remember, especially with, I think, some of the Harry Potter books have panned out in a way where, you know, some of that content wasn't reflected in the actual movie. And sometimes as a movie person, you're like, well, well why didn't they put that part in there, you know? Mm -hmm. But I guess it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. one of the questions I always ask people on here is like, is the book better than the movie? I just think it depends on the type of person you are. You know, I think 
most of the people I know who love to really read, they have such a very, just a very vivid imagination, you know, like they're really good at like creating these imaginations in their head. And I think when you're reading and you're a type of reader, you like that. Like you like to read the text and create that in your brain mm -hmm. for like what you, you know, you want to see. Yeah. And me as a, you know, generally as a film person, I'm looking at like all of these things. I'm looking at this, like this, the camera angles. I'm looking at the sound people, the lighting, like why do they use that lighting? And mm -hmm. all of those things then on top of the story kind of like shape it to me to like what, oh, yes. that's what they were portraying or that's what they wanted us to see, you know? Yeah. So I think that's the difference. The difference is some readers like, to create what they want to see and then people like me like to watch something like conceptualize or like come alive in the way that it was intended to yeah you know what yeah. I mean yeah I also think it's hard for a reader to especially for something like a fantasy novel or like sci-fi like that's incredibly difficult to be satisfied with on the screen because you're not gonna like you're not seeing the same thing maybe <laughs> others are and how you know like how yeah, you're gonna yeah. be disappointed in some way shape or form probably yeah. and so I think that that's always very difficult and I I try now to give a little bit of more grace to like seeing a film adaptation of something in that awesome. genre where it's not you know it's everybody has a different opinion or a different you know idea in their head Visual. and they're never gonna yeah. take what's in my head right yeah unless well, you you know reach out to the film director like hey I'm thinking we should try this instead what do you think I I wonder how many people I think about that often like how many people reach out to like once a book is becoming a movie or a tv show and it gets announced like how many readers who are fans of the books reach out to the director or the author would be like you're gonna do this though right or oh I suggest you should do this or this you know because I see online all the time that people create their own dream cast for something yeah. right and they're like mm -hmm. oh this person should play this person and that's super cool and how much of that influences in any way shape or form the, yeah, the actual... directors yeah mm -hmm. and casting people like you know I always yeah. think about that and I'm sure there are examples I don't know now of actors who were given an audition because people for years were like you know who would be really great as that mm -hmm. character and this person mm -hmm. I often think about that yeah I'm sure that happens more than we think it happens I would I would hope that it's part of the you know kind of part of the process Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like like hey let's bring in some people that really love this book let's 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 hear from yeah. them you know yeah um how else are you really gonna learn you know like how people interpret it I don't know yeah. I guess everything yeah. is the collaboration piece it has to exist to some capacity yeah. yeah I think about that I also know that like not every time is the author involved in the uh, movie yeah. and film the movie and that process. sucks yeah that, like really sucks like I've talked about it on this podcast a thousand times, but the Percy Jackson series, like the first movies were not really, I don't think the author Rick Riordan was as involved as probably mm -hmm. we all would have hoped who read the books because it wasn't that great. But Disney Plus is coming out this year, I think, or next year with a TV show version in which he's really invested in. 
And I oh, think okay. that that will make an incredible difference. You yeah. know, yeah. you created that for us. I want to see come to life. What you were. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exciting to look forward to. It is. It's my sister's like childhood, like favorite book. So she's really excited. I'm really excited. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask if you wrote a book about your life, what would the title be or the working title be? If I wrote a book about my life, mm -hmm. I don't know. The first word that sticks to mind is family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like I would, in, in all, all of the phases of life, I feel like that's always one thing that's always constant. It's family. Yeah. Whether you're it's new family, old family, you know what I mean? It's yeah, family. It's it's always kind of there. So yeah, that would be mine. That's also interesting that you say that because it's it feels like uh selfless is maybe not the right word, but it it's not about you. Like the title you just yeah. picked is not about you. It's about like the people around you or the people who have made an impact on you or whatever it is, because you didn't just say like, you know, like it, it was about your family, like the title is about your family or the people around you or the people who brought you up and made you who you are and less about you as an individual, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I was kind of raised, you know, I was raised around the concept of, um, it takes a village to raise a child, mm -hmm. and I think I and I think ever since I've been young, that has stuck with me. So wherever I go, sometimes it's, it's like I'm I'm just kind of looking around, like who's helping, who isn't helping, um, mm. and like I don't know. To me, I, I just if, if if life and you know, children and these things are kind of like the way life evolves, then to me, I feel like that always has to exist. So I think, I guess in that, in a way, I say family and I think, I mean, who would I be without family? You know what I mean? Who would I be yeah. without all these people who are around me doing all these different things? Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't be the full me or maybe I, I would be a different version of me. Maybe that, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, um, I think as a foundation that that is more or less like um, what I care about the most, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you were to write a book yourself, you wake up and you're like, I'm going to write a book. What? genre would you put it in what book would you write oh it would definitely be an book. yeah <laughs> really if I was to write yeah if I was to write a book mm -hmm. I would yeah I would be on a crazy adventure where maybe I decided I was gonna sail across the country or something mm -hmm. like um yeah it would definitely be that type of book because I remember when I started blogging I mean a lot of it was things I was doing you know it was like hey I checked out this new park today, took mm -hmm. some pictures, walked four miles. Um, actually, if you take a left here, you would be able to end up here. Um, it I was, it was that. really a, a recount of 
I guess what I was seeing, experiencing, you know, that's, that was the main reason for me to even blog. So I think if I was to write a book, um, yeah, that's what it'd be about right now. I'm very fascinated, um, <laughs> with, uh, I guess, I mean, he's a helicopter pilot. I, I think he's a stunt helicopter pilot because he does this for movies. Um, but he recently just released a memoir where, um, he's kind of talking about all these different stories, I guess, throughout his career. And I just bought it. I think it gets here on Tuesday. Um, but I'm actually excited to read it just because Do you know what it's called? uh, his name is, um, his name is Fred North. Um, a memoir, just if you typed in on Google, Fred North, a memoir, something like that, like it should pop up. Um, Okay. That sounds cool. so Yeah, adventure book all the way. I mean, to me, adventure is, I like reading about adventure. If I was to like write something that I think I could actually do, that is a category in which I would feel comfortable exploring, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. And then can I take a couple moments to suggest books to you and you can tell me whether or not it'd be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, of course. Let me open up my Google. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a couple that I think you might like. okay. Well, other than the one that I suggested... And you made me put it in a um, Slack channel from where we used to work together. You made me put Mm it -hmm. in there because it was Quiet. Yeah. mm -hmm, quiet, the power I got of you. that. Yeah, I got that book, the audio version, too. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Here's another one that I think I'm suggesting because you seem to be very interested in the human experience in some way, shape, or form. The Wisdom of Psychopaths. what saints, spies, and serial killers can teach us about success. That one's interesting. And then another one is called The Language of Fanaticism, Cultish. And it's all about cults, but the way that language influences the way that a cult works and the success that it has and how language like really... influences us i mean it's all about the words that you use to convince somebody of something Yeah, yeah. so those are the two kind of non-fiction ones that i thought about um and then it's funny that you said like adventures because i bet there's so many fun adventure books you could read or like biographies or autobiographies and i have a non-fiction one that i really liked so it's non-fiction and it's called The Lost City of the Monkey God. And it's, and it's basically the exploration of a 500-year-old legend that exists within the Honduran, what's that the word? The rainforest in Honduras, basically. <laughs> I was like, is that uh, the real word? Yeah, it's a I word. don't know. Yeah, it's a word. Yeah, It's a word. did you say that? Yeah. So it's this legend that exists within um, the deep inside of Honduras and these people go on this exploration to find it and they go also through the history of the explorers beforehand who've tried to find it and couldn't um and it was just anthropologically interesting and cool and it also talks about just like how deep 
into the rainforest you have to go and how dangerous it is and the wildlife that lives there and the type of snakes that could come out and like attack you (laughs) things like that and like the prep I will just say like the first three chapters as they're going through the preparation to even go on this journey and they're talking about like your pants have to be tucked into your socks tucked into your boots where there's no exposure and I was just saying there, I was like, mm, suddenly it's like not for me. Like suddenly I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll just read this in National Geographic because I'm not going on <laughs> this exploration. But things like that are cool. Or like Into the Wild is one that I think is a little controversial. I was talking about it with one of my friends on her episode. But it's this man that, well, this very privileged white man that like goes on this journey and thinks that he can take on the wilderness and ends up dying in Alaska. But it's his journey of trying to leave wherever he was to like find who he is. And he goes on this exploration into the wilderness to do so. And it was, it was interesting. And it's, I remember having to read it in high school and being like, why the hell would anybody do that? But I also understand the desire to kind of escape from everything into the silence of Mm -hmm. wilderness and like what that can bring to you and what, you learn about yourself being there and walking throughout that. And then in these small towns and learning what's important to you and what isn't. And I think that that's very interesting. So those are some of the books that I would have suggested for you that I I think are fun. How do you set an adventure? Yeah, I wrote them all down. So I got the wisdom of psychopaths, Mm -hmm. um, the language of fanaticism, Mm-hmm. The Lost City of the Monkey God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said Into the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have one more. And this one, because it's going to become a movie soon. And okay. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in the movie. But okay. don't call me. I can get with that. Allegedly, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in the movie version. But it's uh, nonfiction. And it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. The Osage Murders. I'm sorry if I butchered the pronunciation murders and birth of the fbi and so it's basically it takes place in the 1920s and it's about a a group of indigenous people in the united states in i think it's in oklahoma and there's oil that's discovered like on their land and so basically it's people are I, I believe, and I, I read this a long time ago, and I'm not sure if I even finished it, but the movie coming out, like, jogged my memory. And I believe um, either someone is murdered or a whole family is murdered, but there's murder that happens that's basically because people are coming for their land. And so it's the investigation of this and the biases that exist and the birth of kind of the... I think it's like the birth of the FBI or the birth of a branch of the FBI or something to federally investigate this. And so I'm really excited for the movie. I think I want to read the book again before the movie starts because I'm sure I just completely butchered the entire story. But I remember starting to read it. And I think it's and being a true story is something that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And it's a little piece of history that I'm sure we never learned about in those textbooks. So. Oh, yeah. Tons of that. Um, mm-hmm. But you said it was flower moon right killers of the flower moon mm-hmm. that's such an interesting title isn't it like and I, I i'm i'm trying to remember now why that is the title but i'm sure if i read it i would find 
Yeah. I also wonder if you would enjoy like reading an anthology, so a collection of essays, because then you would get the voice of multiple people within oh. one book. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I guess then it would be are essays categorized? Like, which do you see like a lot of essay or are they just random? No, a lot of that, it depends on the type of book. Okay, so there's different types of like, and I don't know if an anthology, I would have to look it up, if an anthology has to be different essays from different people or if it can be one person's collection of multiple essays. Uh, okay, so like, for example, 101 essays that will change the way you think is a book and it's 101 essays and each one, like each chapter, each essay is very different in a different story, but I think the author is the same. Okay. One of the books I'm reading right now, which um, I'll just preface it with trigger warning for the listeners because it is about rape culture, but um, it's called Not That Bad by, and it's edited by Roxanne Gay and she does the introduction, but each chapter is a different essay each author of each chapter that they write or each essay that they have in this book is people from all walks of life and all different gender identities and it's their depiction of different experiences that they have and so it's not that bad to, uh, dispatches from rape culture and so it's very interesting and reading an anthology of any topic of any type is interesting and I found that I really enjoy it because I get to hear different people's voices within one book but all on the same topic or whatever it is I really enjoy that and I think I want to read more of those that's like on my list I think yeah that sounds you know I don't I've never I can't say I've ever read one but I think I like the sound of it because it's almost like you're telling me I'm going to get multiple mini books inside of one book and for yeah. some reason that makes me kind of makes me feel, I guess, you know what it is? It's this idea that, for example, I might read a book of a hundred pages and it's just like one book versus I'm gonna read a hundred pages and then I would have learned or heard from like 10 different people. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm almost getting more, you know, mm -hmm. than, you know, the one yeah. author. Yeah. And you can hear it too in the way that it's written. Like you hear that person's voice either when you listen to it or when you read it, every each essay is written differently because each one's a different author and you can just see that. And it's almost like a reset every time you pick it up because mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, I'm going into this new story, this new thing. Like you said, it's a bunch of different books within it. It's a bunch of different stories within it. And I really, mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. And I'm interested in reading more books like that. I think it's just refreshing. Yeah. Thanks for putting that on my radar. Yeah. See, had we not had this conversation, I don't think I would have even had the insight to, <laughs> unless I read it somewhere, but, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just well, glad I, that I'm learning. I'm glad I'm helping. And also, I think if you're interested at all, I suggest this to everybody, but Goodreads is like the best. And it's, I use my Goodreads account to categorize all of my books. So I have them by genre. And you also can create a reading challenge for yourself. I do that every year. And then at the end of the year, I get to see all the books that I read, which is really exciting. And then I also like that I can see other people's reviews of the books. Mm -hmm. And so I can read them and I can have an opinion on whether or not it's something I'm going to read. 
I can see what, if I have any friends on there, I can see what they're reading. And that, that as somebody who likes to read, that's really helpful. And it really helps me pick which ones I want to do. So if you at all want to start reading, that also helps you pick which ones you'd be interested in based on like other people's opinions of them or, um, or if you liked this book, you'll like that one. And they do that a lot too, which is interesting. And so I thoroughly enjoy that because I also, I don't read based on the author, which is what I should do more often. I read based on this, what the story is itself. Like that's what captures me. And then later I learn kind of who the author is. Mm -hmm. And, but because of that I'm more inclined now to be like oh I really like the way that person wrote like let me go see what all of their books are and I'm like oh I want to read that book too and it helps me kind of filter out and learn the authors that I like as well which is nice yeah that's interesting so how do you well I don't know do you have a process into how you go about picking up like you know before you finish this book you're reading now do you kind of know what you're going to read next yeah I have a stack of like 40 books right now on my like that's a table that doesn't that doesn't ever kind of like overwhelm you nope 100% does well here's the problem I I have a few books I have one because my my like aunt wrote a book that just came out and so I have hers that I'm going to read that she like co-authored about women in education and so I have that book that I'm like waiting to read that like I bought and so it's it's there, but I bought it. So I, I can read it kind of at any time, but I want to like read it for her. Um, and then I have uh, one that I'm reading that I bought recently that like I've been waiting to read, but I bought it. So I don't need to read it. And then I have like all the ones I got at my library that I have to read within the next three weeks. And when eight books come off of hold all at the same time, and I have three weeks to read them all, it's like I either do or I got to put them on hold again. So it, <laughs> it, it's overwhelming, but like, I think that's how I pick is based on like which ones I do at the library or not. And then the ones that other people have suggested to me or the ones that I have, the ones that I bought, I have like in order of when I bought them. And I'm like, you bought this three months ago. You got to read it. Like, let's, let's go. So I think, I don't know. I, and then I pick based on a lot of like, if you like this, you'll like this or somebody that I know I saw they marked this as red on Goodreads and they really liked it. So I do that. And I, I have like a whole list of like, I'll almost never run out because I have a whole list and I just always save them every time. Yeah. I can like imagine your list never really gets to zero. And like, to me, it's like my inbox never, ever getting to zero. And I'm like, (sighs) yes. And then at the same time, I'm like, it's like, like I hate it when I'm watching tv like netflix or something and i feel like i've gone through all of netflix you know and so i I don't want to ever run out of books either and so i'm Mm. happy to have wow that's a good way to put it actually and but here's the other the downside of that is i know so many people that reread the books that they love and i don't and i wish that i did but i feel like there's so many i haven't read that why would i reread one that i've already read you know so I don't yeah, know why do why would someone do that why would someone re I mean I guess you know I guess I take it as like if I like the movie you know re-watching mm-hmm. the movie yeah. um so I get that That's the um, feeling. but if so you think if well I guess since you've never done this I don't know if you can answer but if someone read a book once and they read it the second time 
I mean, are you more likely to like interpret it a different way? I think depending on maybe the time frame in which you read it. Like I remember reading Harry Potter as a kid and being enthralled in it and it being one of the very first books that like I read on the series on my own, et cetera. And then I remember reading it as an adult and being like having that nostalgia for it, but it it was a different read. It was, you know, a different experience. Mm-hmm. And I think I I, I want to do it often with the ones that I read in school. So like Catcher in the Rye or 1984 or you know, any of the ones that like, oh, I had to read it. For class. Yeah, I think yeah. if I read it now, I might take something out of it, like To Kill a Mockingbird. I might have a different experience with it yeah, now yeah, yeah. than yeah, I did than when before. I was 14. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah. So I think I, I, I've, I've thought about rereading books a lot. But I just got, have so many that I haven't read yet. So I just <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but I know people that do and they really enjoy it. Or I know that my mom always said this, that if you're learning another language or you want to practice the language that you um, already know, reading something in that language that you already read before, the same way that like you would watch a movie, you know, that you already knew in English and in that different language. And so I've tried to read like Harry Potter oh. to keep my Spanish up or, you know, things like that. And so that's another way that I would reread a book, I think, and then see if I... That's cool. Yeah, if it changes and helps. Did my you just give me a hack on how to learn a new language? <laughs> just watch the movies that I like in that language. Why yes. has no one ever told me that? Before? Oh my gosh, I remember that in my high school Spanish class. Our like teacher went on maternity leave, and we had multiple subs at the beginning before they got like a permanent sub, and we rewatched the first half of Finding Nemo in Spanish like four times because everybody would just tell that new sub like oh no we haven't started it yet we're gonna watch it and but it's like we watched it the same time over and over again and you and we did it in spanish and you really got to like you know see it in spanish and learn different words and yeah you would see people go oh that's how you say that word that's crazy yeah yeah yeah. so i think reading would probably be the same yeah learn it Hmm. yeah I'm glad I've given you so many options. I hope you selfishly, because it's something I love, I hope that you find some enjoyment in any of these books or any type of reading or even in writing. I think like I go to workshops virtually because it was during the pandemic, but I went to a lot of workshops for the writers and authors that I enjoyed and they would talk about their process in writing. And I loved that. And like, I loved feeling like I could do that and like testing myself in that way to create a story that way and it was it was really cool well I hope I you know inspired in some way for you to maybe pick up a book and if not it's okay too no you absolutely did and you gave me a few options like not only do I have one now I have five or six (laughs) yay I'm glad I'm I'm definitely gonna I mean, even even the first one you told me about, um, I can't say I read it obviously entirely. I do remember kind of like I read up what people say about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I usually generally like look at the full synopsis of like what mm-hmm. someone would look. And I felt like, you know, that was one of those books where. You know, sometimes I'm like I ask myself that question, like, am I an introvert or like, am I an extrovert? <laughs> like I, I actually find myself asking this to myself like every now and then. Sometimes I'm both, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes yeah. it depends on it depends on where I am. I'm one of those. You know what I mean? Yep. So it was a I had definitely never looked at a book, honestly, that 
focused on the power of that mm -hmm. so that was really like enlightening to me so yeah, yeah no yeah. you've you, you've been inspiring I think for some time now so I appreciate it I'm glad that's what I hope for with this podcast and with talking to people about that I think it's always so interesting to talk with people about the things that they love and then to see why they love it and you ask questions about it or you share about it or you connect about it and so I I hope that you know even if nobody ever picks up a book after this if I gave even a little bit of an interest in it that's like what I hope for you know? that's awesome yeah, yeah. but it I'm worked. glad yeah I'm glad and I'm glad that you agreed to be here for the book club episode even though you say you don't read or don't want to read you know I think that that's still so lovely it was it's a it's kind of a breath of fresh air because again I I put myself you know, maybe in a box, right? Just by thinking mm -hmm. the book club meant reading a specific kind of way, whatever the mm -hmm. book club way is. Um, but it's really also just redefining it for myself. Um, mm -hmm. Almost like redefining the relationship with reading, whether it's mm -hmm. a book or something else. So yeah, um, I, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Oh, well, Brian, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for participating in both of these episodes. I have enjoyed our conversation so much. I appreciate the time and the space and please keep going. And <laughs> I can't, I, I'm going to look forward to the next book that I read um, because I think it would have been inspired uh, just by our chat here. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. And everybody stay tuned for the next episode in a couple weeks. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to unofficial book club where life and stories meet. The Book Club episode. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're interested in any of the books that were discussed in this episode or any of the episodes, they're always listed in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unofficial Book Club Pod, and don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.